Welcome to Mastering Midlife with Heidi. I'm Heidi, certified hypnotist and mindset coach, and in this podcast, I'm breaking down my secret code for midlife success. Are you trying to overcome people-pleasing behaviors, navigating divorce, living in debilitating self-doubt, or something else keeping you stuck? You're in the right place. I know that you're ready to get to the next level of your life feeling happy and fulfilled, so let's get started. Welcome to episode 10 of Mastering Midlife with Heidi. Today we're talking about a pattern of thinking that I see in most of my clients, and that is when-then thinking. This type of conditional thinking is basically a crafty little fib we tell ourselves that keeps us stuck not taking action or stuck waiting for something to change, and it prevents us from finding happiness in the present moment. When-then thinking goes something like this. When X changes, then I'll be happy. In other words, if X occurs, then I'll act, feel, or exist in a different way. It's a trap that keeps us stuck in our current situation, relying on something else to change in order for us to be satisfied. When-then thinking can lead to positive outcomes, such as when I finish work, then I'll go for a run, so it can be useful thinking. But today what we're talking about is this pattern of thinking that keeps you stuck, waiting for external factors to align before you'll feel happy or fulfilled. I'll talk about why we think this way and how to break this cycle. Have you ever thought, when I lose weight, then I'll buy myself that thing I've been wanting, or when I get promoted, then I'll feel successful, when I have more money, then I'll do that thing I've been wanting to do, when they change, then things will be smoother, or then I'll change? If so, then stay tuned, because this type of when-then thinking is what we're diving into in this episode. When-then thinking is a conditional thought pattern that involves believing a certain outcome or condition has to happen before you can experience happiness, contentment, or fulfillment. It's placing a condition on how you feel and show up in the world and leads to an inability to fully enjoy the present moment. A specific outcome or goal has to happen, and then you'll be different. This type of thinking will lead to disappointment, frustration, and resentment, and most of the time you won't even know why you're feeling so crappy about what's going on in your life. You won't associate the expectations you have with the feelings you're experiencing. You'll think life is happening to you. This is especially true when you have no control over the first thing happening, such as someone else changing. The expectation alone of them changing will lead to resentment. And side note here, if you've listened to previous episodes, you've heard me talk about expectations just being premeditated resentments. Let that sink in. You are creating the resentment through your expectations. Most when-then thinking is an expectation of something or someone being different, and you're basing how you feel on that thing changing. When things don't go as planned, we end up feeling let down and disappointed and maybe even angry. 
When we place a lot of pressure on the outcome of a scenario and we think our happiness or success or worthiness rests on that outcome, it's easy to become anxious thinking about the possibility of that outcome not happening. An example of this is, when I lose 20 pounds, then I'll feel comfortable putting on my swimming suit. That's a lot of pressure resting on your ability to enjoy yourself having fun with friends or family based solely on your appearance. This kind of thinking isn't your fault, though. From the time we were little, we were conditioned to think this way. When you clean your plate, then you can have dessert. When you get your grades up, then you'll get a new bike. When you get in shape, then you'll feel better about yourself. When you graduate from college, then you'll be able to get a good job. When you work hard, then you'll be successful. You were taught you had to earn it, that you didn't deserve it unless you followed a set of rules. But here's the thing. You don't have to earn happiness or contentment or fulfillment. Being happy and content is not the result of anything happening first. Let's dive deeper into this and the way your brain is set up and keeping you stuck. But first, let's take a short 60-second break for a word from our sponsors. Oh, wait, that's me. Are you ready to break free of your defeating patterns, let go of poisonous self-doubt, and live your best life? Join us in our live 90-minute workshops, each focused on a different topic aimed at guiding you to mastering your life. I've taken the struggles clients have shared with me and created a series of workshops aimed at helping you overcome them. Challenges such as chronic stress, procrastination, boundaries, speaking up without guilt, and feeling seen and heard. As your workshop presenter, I'll guide you in uncovering your BS, your blind spots, the blocks that are keeping you from creating the life you want. And I'll teach you practical tools you can implement immediately in your life so you can master the success and happiness you've been craving. Don't let fear and doubt hold you back any longer. Head to my website, masteringmidlifewithheidi.com, and check out the latest live workshop, catch the replays of past workshops, and subscribe to my newsletter so you get all the updates. The link is in the description. Now back to the episode. Okay, why do we get stuck in this kind of thinking? As I said, it's programming. Your brain is like a computer, and the software programs you run on today were installed a long time ago through the things you were told and experienced when you were young. If you've never challenged this thinking or even maybe been made aware of it before, When, then, thinking has become a habit. 95% of the things each of us do every day are habits, and when, then, thinking is no different. It's a pattern that's automatic. It's so automatic, you don't even realize you're thinking that way. And if you think habits making up 95% of your day is an exaggeration, I want you to think of something you've done today that wasn't a habit. Go ahead. I'll wait while you think. It's hard to think of something, right, that you did today that wasn't a habit because our lives are run by our habits. Your life is made up of your habits. 
So if you don't like something in your life, look at the habit that created it. So back to when-then thinking. It's probably a habit for you, but how do you know? One way is because you're constantly thinking about the future, what you need to achieve or obtain in order to be happy or feel successful. This thinking often involves obsessing over future events or goals. Another way to know is if you're feeling dissatisfied with your current circumstances and believe that you need to achieve a certain outcome to feel fulfilled or that something or someone needs to change before you can feel a certain way. If you're often unhappy or dissatisfied with your current situation, when-then thinking is probably the reason. Unfortunately, we live in a world where we're taught to be in fear, and being fearful of outcomes and the future has become the norm. Fears keep us stuck in this conditional when-then thinking. Here are four fears that lead to this type of thinking. Number one, the fear of failure. This is often tied to a belief that only a certain outcome indicates success, and if that outcome isn't achieved, then you think you failed. So if you're afraid of failure, you might believe that you can only be happy or successful when you achieve a specific outcome. Examples of this are, when I get promoted, then I'll feel successful, or when I lose weight, then I'll be happy. These both assume you can only feel successful or happy with a promotion or a certain appearance. As a result, the fear of failure will prevent you from trying new things that could lead to you feeling successful even without that promotion, or to you adopting healthy habits or accepting your body as it is. Both lead to a cycle of more negative when-then thinking and further dissatisfaction with your job or your appearance. The second fear is the fear of rejection. Fearing rejection has you believing you can only be happy if you are accepted by others or if you are in a particular type of relationship. This is a dependence on external validation. A couple of examples of this are when I'm in a relationship, then I'll be happy. Or when I please other people, then I'll be accepted. As a recovering people pleaser, I know I've had this thought before. And I have to point out here, these aren't typically conscious thoughts we have, but unconscious thoughts based on the fear that then drives the behavior. It's the software programming running in the background. In this example, the fear of rejection that then drives the behavior of people-pleasing. This fear of rejection shut me down completely from expressing my own thoughts and opinions and being true to myself, which resulted in a huge hit to my self-esteem over time. Another fear that drives when-then thinking is the fear of the unknown. As humans, we love knowing what's going to happen— And we think controlling our environment or future will make us happy. We associate being in control with being less stressed or knowing what direction to take. An example of this is 
when I have all the answers or have read all the books and taken all the courses, then I'll be ready to take action. And we don't take action because we never think we're ready enough. The fourth fear is not being good enough. When we feel not good enough, we strive for perfection. We set this standard of performance so high that we never reach it, compounding the feeling of inadequacy. When I make a mistake, then that means I'm not as good as she is. That's an example. So how do we break the cycle of when-then thinking so that it no longer keeps us stuck on this hamster wheel of waiting for something or someone to change in order to feel happy right now? I'm a certified hypnotist and mindset coach, and I've seen time and time again with my clients and people I talk with that these thoughts and stories and fears are buried deep. We don't even know that they're sitting there in the driver's seat of our lives, steering us to places we've been programmed to go, but not the places that we want to go. We end up at a destination we don't like and wonder how we got there. Until we examine these things that are completely blocking us from getting what we want in our lives, we'll continue to not get the outcomes we're desiring. It's like looking in the rearview mirror, but wanting to go forward into a different future. Can it be scary looking into things in yourself you've never looked at before? Yep. Will there be emotions and possibly tears? Yep. But can it be fun and exciting to start opening yourself up to the possibilities in your life? Absolutely. The week of this recording, I had a fifth and final session with a 50-year-old client. Ten weeks before, she had come to me because she was in a soul-sucking job, those were her words, that was draining her. She told me she wanted to spend her next 10 to 15 years doing something that brought joy back into her life, but she felt like she had tried everything and she was scared to leave the flexibility of her current job, regardless of what it was doing to her mentally and physically. So she had stayed in a soul-sucking job for 25 years because she couldn't see past her when-then thinking. When she and I first talked, she said she felt like maybe she was just done with life, that she was blowing every day away, doing nothing. She had lost all motivation to even take care of herself. She loved working out and being healthy, but she had stopped doing all of that because of the situation she was in. She was waiting for things to change. She said, when I look at myself in the mirror, I don't see who I want to see. We started working together. We developed new beliefs that she started telling herself daily, and we went to work on installing a new software update, if you will, with new programming through what Dr. Joe Dispenza calls mental rehearsal, which is repeating new beliefs to yourself, kind of like affirmations, and through hypnosis. She listened to her hypnosis audios every day. She did the work. Halfway through our 10 weeks working together, the universe threw her a huge curveball. She lost her soul-sucking job, and with it she lost all the control she thought she had created in her life 
by staying in this job. She initially panicked, but then started raising her energy and taking the opportunity to begin caring for herself again. Instead of waiting for her circumstances to change, she changed her energy. She started working out again and taking time to write down and imagine what her new life would be, what it would look like. And to her surprise, it gives me goosebumps, her dream job landed in her lap the week of this recording. She said to me in that last session, with tears of happiness, there's no way I would have ever thought in a million years that I could do this. It truly is a dream of mine. She stopped placing her happiness and fulfillment on something in her life changing, and she changed instead. She became the happy person, and she became the energy that attracted the exact life she desired. You have this power within you to get everything you dream of in your life. And I can guide you on how to harness that power and change your reality. So if you find yourself placing your satisfaction on another person or placing your value on a raise, if your feelings are dependent on the actions of someone else or you're sabotaging yourself by placing your confidence on a number on the scale, then let's chat. My email is in the episode description. I've helped others find the benefits of living in the present and letting go of expectations for the future. Your peace and happiness are factory settings. It's our default state. If you think about babies, unless they have a primary need to be met, they're happy. We're born that way. Shirley MacLaine said, The true nature of our being is bliss, and that bliss is our birthright. We come into this world happy, and if we're not happy, it's because of the programming that has taken place in our minds and hearts. I love that quote. So let's get you back to your default setting, back to your bliss. Until the next episode, remember that the universe responds to who you are being, not to what you're expecting. Talk to you soon. Thank you for spending time with me today. To continue on your journey of mastering midlife, click the link in the description to download my free guide, 20 Ways to Say No Without Feeling Guilty. See you in the next episode.